Hey there, everybody. Welcome to Let's Take It From The Top. I am your host, Hallie Mastro Berardino, and I am so excited because this is the first episode in the Let's Take It From The Top college series. Insert applause here. Woo! I am so excited for this series of episodes coming out over the next few weeks because if you've been around since the beginning, you know I said I made this podcast for little high school Hallies everywhere. Let me paint a picture for you. High school Hallie loved musical theater. She would sit at home on Friday nights on YouTube watching any sort of behind the scenes musical theater content she could find. And when I, high school Hallie, wanted to go to college for musical theater, I kind of had no idea how it worked. Now, that was a little while ago, so since then there are a bunch of programs around that help students prepare for college auditions and what college life will be like when you major in musical theater. However, I think there's a little bit of a gap in terms of the information available for kids who want to go to school for musical theater coming from the kids who went and auditioned and went to school for musical theater. And so that is where the college series comes in. Over the next few weeks, we will be sitting down and chatting with students from different musical theater programs from all across the country. From Michigan to Cincinnati to Pittsburgh, we will be covering it all. And to kick us off, we have the wonderful Jay Alexander. Jay attended the University of Michigan, and he is originally from Atlanta, Georgia. Jay graduated from Michigan in the middle of the pandemic. He was in the class of 2020, and so the whirlwind of virtual school and a virtual showcase caused that class's showcase to come out just a couple months ago. And I connected with Jay because I saw his showcase performance and could not wait to sit down and chat with him about his experience at school. Jay is a true artist, and today he's going to give us the background of his journey from auditioning for schools, and then we will cover the five questions that I will be asking every single person I talk to in the college series. Y'all, I am so excited to share these conversations with you. This is a resource that I only wish I could have had when I was in high school, but I'm so excited to share it with you. So without further ado, let's get this party started. Here is Jay. Hi, Jay. Hey, how are you? I'm so good. How are you? Good. Perfect. Sorry. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) No. Don't apologize. No, that's amazing. I love that answer. I feel like I've, I've never been like, I'm perfect. How are you? I love that. <laughs> so Jay, why don't you tell the listeners, where are you in the world at this moment? Um, currently, I am in Atlanta, my hometown. Love it here so much. Um, it's usually sunny and great, but it's a little weather's a little weird today. And soon I'll be in New York City, which I'm very, very excited about. So yeah. Yes. And how long ago was graduation? <laughs> graduation now was a year ago. I graduated in 2020. The pandemic pushed our showcase back. Uh, but I've had this year to regroup and I'm ready to just jump into the industry and get things popping. Yes. And Jay, that that for the listeners is how I really discovered you was through your showcase. And I was like, 
that is someone I want to talk to on my <laughs> podcast. So, so <laughs> of course, I'm sure I will share that on our Instagram for all of the listeners to see. But um, I highly recommend that everyone checks that out because it was so good. <laughs> and I'm so excited to get to hear all about your experience, your college experience. So, all right, Jay, I think we're ready. Let's take it from the top. Woo! <laughs> so, why don't we start, Jay? Let's think all the way back to your college audition experience, kind of thinking like what made you choose to go to school for theater and uh, what that was like for you. So what's really crazy is that uh, going into my junior year of high school, I kind of didn't know that I was going to audition for musical theater. Not going to lie. Mm. Uh, I uh, was more introduced to studios and recording studios and making music and writing. But I had a mentor my freshman year of high school who was like, you know what? Like, you really like to perform. And I feel like you would be really great at musical theater. So in high school, I picked up musical theater, but I did not think that it would be something that I love this much now. So junior year, I was like, you know what? I'm going to audition for musical theater schools. And I really didn't have that much knowledge on musical theater schools. Uh, so I was taking recommendations from other people and I was kind of like, you know what? I'm just gonna audition for these schools. These schools seem really nice. I tried to pick schools that I felt like had kind of like a warm energy from what I could see online at the time. And I ended up auditioning for musical theater schools at Chicago Unifieds. Okay. Uh, which was insane because it was in the middle of a snowstorm. Oh my gosh. <laughs> we're like trekking through the snow. Me and my mom are like hitting the pavement. Like you're making these auditions on time. And we flew all this way from Atlanta. So you better deliver. And I truly had such a fun time. Uh, people usually think Chicago Unified is stressful. And you know what? I think it can get stressful. But if you remember to have fun, and you remember that you did all of this preparation and literally the only thing you have to do is go in here and sing this song that you've been preparing for months at this mm -hmm. point. It really makes it a fun experience. And everyone is so nice because they want you there. They're like, who do I want in my program? Like they're actively looking for right. other people. So when I went in with that kind of mentality, I truly, <laughs> truly just ended up being a fun experience. Like even like, trudging through the snow with my mom was a cool experience. Yeah. Um, I have a similar experience when I went to audition in Cincinnati. Yeah. I, it was, had snowed the day we got there. Like we, our flights were delayed. So we got there. It was like snowing still. And then <laughs> I auditioned. We thought the audition might get canceled. I auditioned. And then as I was leaving, was in Kentucky then like we had to stay in Kentucky it was it was insane because of the snow so that that must be a thing that happens to a lot of people I'm sure on the east coast <laughs> oh my god yeah. crazy and so Jay this is just something fun I I want to know do you remember yeah. what material you brought into audition what songs you you chose gosh um yeah because I still sing those songs <laughs> 
But um, um, I sang Mean Old Lion from The Wiz. And I've always been someone who's like literally insane with the theatrics. So like I would set up this chair and I would like start on the chair and kind of like truly go for it. Um, Fearless, especially at 18. Jesus. Um, (laughs) But um, it was Mean Old Lion. Um, Oh, my goodness. Um, It was from... Um, oh, it was Hey There from Pajama Game. Okay. Uh, and that was always like a fun, I'm I'm being dropped in sad stuff. <laughs> but also, it, the character was just so much older, but still, I had a fun time. And yeah, those are still two songs that I like to sing from time to time. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. And so Jay, can you talk about once it, once all the auditioning was done, thinking about what it was like to sort of get hearing back from schools and and making your decision. Yeah. I'll say that when I auditioned for Michigan, it just felt different. Mm -hmm. It just felt, I didn't feel like a college student auditioning. I felt like they were interested in me as an artist. Mm. It truly felt like, workshop if that makes sense yeah you're like yeah do it like this and yeah I like when you're doing this so do it like that and I truly felt like seen I didn't feel like number 198 so after that I was just I told my mom I was like I just feel really good about this place like I just really I'm I'm really here for it like I really hope I get in there and senior year of high school is just hectic so the waiting for (laughs) letters and things like that I had a lot of distractions. So like, it would be like when I'm laying in my bed and be like, oh my gosh, I'm really just waiting for someone to contact me. Um, (laughs) After a long day, just stressing. But I just had to remember like these things take time and um, I have to be patient. And what's really crazy is that I was on my way home from, uh, no, I was on my way to Chick-fil-A or something, but I was <laughs> on my way to get some food uh, before rehearsal and it was the day before my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I got the call from Michigan and I just remember being like, this is the best birthday present yes. <laughs> ever, like ever. And I'm crying in the car and I'm not even like a crier, the emotional type person, but I was just so excited that like I was working hard and something that I worked for like really paid off like it was my first experience where I was kind of just like you know what like I truly prepped this stuff and I truly made these cuts I flew to Chicago I traveled through the snow I did all of these things and it truly paid off for me so I was very grateful very grateful for that yeah. Oh, I love that story. And I that's like a favorite part of even when we talk through the process of auditioning and, and booking a yeah. show and that that story is always my favorite. So that is an awesome, <laughs> awesome happy birthday to you. That's amazing. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so Jay, why don't we jump into the questions? I'm so excited to hear about what it was like at Michigan for you and these are just questions that really like popped out of my head as like things that could cover all four years of the whole experience and and we'll sort of get to zoom in on on little moments. So the first question is what was something that you expected or a preconceived notion that you had upon going to school that ended up being untrue? Okay. 
Um, I'm going to be honest. My biggest preconceived notion, I was just really nervous that I wouldn't fit in or like I didn't belong. And I was just having this sense of kind of Mm self-doubt. And it really took me (laughs) a minute to get over that because that, you know, that was something that was me getting in my own way. I think I was 18. I'm from Atlanta, which is not, uh, which at the time was not like this big social hub and this big melting pot. Um, at the time, it was just this very, this plethora of close knit communities uh, that was mostly African-American. So I was just nervous about being thrown into a new space um, in a new state far away from my family with all demographics of people just by myself. Like that was just a very scary thing. And it wasn't until I sat down and realized, you know what, like I deserve to take up space. That's one, like I deserve to take up space and I did earn my spot there. So I did indeed belong there. And I also couldn't go in with, I couldn't go in prejudging people think that they would have like a perception of me because I'm from a specific place or things like that. So once I really like got to know my classmates and got to know other people, I realized that like Michigan mafia is a real thing. (laughs) Like it's truly like a close knit community and it's truly a community of people who will look out for you in any moment at any time uh we even have like senior buddies who literally are like your mentor for life um so yeah i truly it took a minute though uh first semester you can ask all my classmates who i love dearly like i was a ghost um the time i spent around the first semester was probably at our like gift exchange and it was probably like seeing the ghost of christmas past or something like (laughs) Truly was just never around. But once I got over that, I am truly thankful for the friendships and the connections that I've made there. I truly, at the end, I truly did feel like I belonged. And I truly do feel like I have a support system outside of college. And it's been a pandemic and it's been a year and I still feel that support from them, even far away, even through social distancing and things like that. Yeah. Who was your senior buddy? Uh, Jordan Samuels. Cool. (laughs) And, and it's so true. I worked at music theater, Wichita with a bunch of Michigan friends and the, the, we would even talk about like in school, like the projects that y'all had to do and and things like that. And they would talk about like, we had to help each other. And even then after school, even uh, like the directors and the different actors coming in from New York and they'd be like, our Michigan people are together. And I was always, I always like admired that. And it must be incredible, especially during this time where we're maybe not able to physically be together, but knowing that there's that, that energy there supporting you. That's, that's great. Uh, yes. Very cool. All right, question two, here we go. What was one of the biggest challenges you faced and how did you overcome that challenge? I think, you know what? I think the biggest challenge I had to overcome again was the 
the taking up space. Um, it was a lot of times where I suffered from like body image issues and things like that. And I was just very conscious of, because I'm six, three, like I was very just conscious of just like being the tallest one in the room and like demanding attention and things like that. And it was truly kind of like, I was in the shell, but I also had to be like, sir, you're 6'3", like you're going to take up room. <laughs> so you might as well take up room as much room as you want. You might as well fully be yourself. You might as well truly break out of the shell because it's not serving you. It's not serving your art. It's just really just not serving you in any way, shape or form. Um, but you know what? That is easier said than done. I was suffering from body dysmorphia, all of these different types of things that were kind of like hindering me from truly stepping into myself. And it's just really hard. I don't think we talk about it enough as artists. Like, it's just really hard to just constantly be judged, mm-hmm. like you're constantly being looked at. Um, you're, you're constantly being analyzed. You're you're constantly on stage. You're constantly trying on costumes. One day a costume fits weirder than the day I did before. Like you're just constantly going through these things and you're just so aware of your body at all times because you have to be. And I think sometimes that that can cause some issues with self-image and things like that. Uh, So I just try to be really aware of that. I try, I'm less hard on myself and I'm more like child love yourself at the end of the day love yourself do what you gotta do maybe you do feel a little different today that's okay too yesterday you felt good today you don't feel that great but you still look good regardless like it just is what it is um so yeah but again stuff like that really takes time especially (laughs) especially in college and you're just going through all of these different things, you're constantly being asked to do things every day. So yeah, but that is the, that is one of my proudest moments, really just pushing my insecurities to the side and pushing my pride to the side and being like, no matter where I'm at, no matter, no matter where I'm at, no matter how I'm feeling physically, as long as I love myself in all of my moments, I'm good. And I'm fine with that. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome, Jay. And it's making me think too, I can remember like graduating from school and then we showcased in New York and then I was like, now what? There was a little yeah. bit of like, yeah. like you said, you're going, you're going, you're going, you're going, you're doing all these things. You're always busy. You always have class. You always have an assignment to do. And then boom, it's over. And I think out of college was the time where I realized like, I have to take care of myself In order to be able to jump into the audition life and, you know, doing pounding the pavement and and living, being a being a real life person and not a student anymore to sort of figure out how to hold myself in an important place. Right. Like I am important and I won't be able to do any of the other stuff without that confidence and, and, you know, that uh, positive mindset. So I love that. That. Yeah that that is something that you got to take from your experience. And it does, it takes a long time. And long it's, time. <laughs> yes, and it's ongoing, I feel like always, but yes. Yeah. So question three is who is one teacher that had a great effect on you? Uh, 
<laughs> I will. They're all really great. They're all they're all just so supportive and so loving. You know, I truly love Mark Madama. Mm-hmm. Mark Madama really just had a way of. I feel like my turning point in my Michigan experience was um, I asked him for a meeting because I was feeling as if I had to be, I felt like I was putting myself in this box. I was kind of like, you know, like I have to be like the strong leading black man and I have to sing really loud. I have to sing really high and I have to just really be intent and I just have to be intense all the time. But then I realized like, okay, like, I mean, that's a thing, but that's not really the artist I want to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was kind of like, ah, I don't know what to do. Um, so we had this exercise in class and we just had to tell a story. And that was literally it. All we had to do was just tell a story, but it had to have a beginning, middle and end. And it was timed. And I remember just going into it like okay, like, I just have to tell a story. I just really didn't expect anything from it. And Mark was just basically telling us, um, just be yourself, you know, just be yourself. It's, it's really, um, it's, it's every day, slice of life. So I was just like, okay, well, I'm just going to simply be myself. I tell stories all the time to my friends. So I was just like, you know, let's, let's just talk like we're having a wine night. So I tell this long story about how two of my friends found out they were dating the same guy, but that's neither here nor there. Um, (laughs) And and I truly wasn't trying to be funny. I wasn't trying to be comedic. I wasn't trying to do anything. And people were just dying for it, like truly dying for it. And in our meeting, Mark brought that up and he was just basically saying like, you're relatable when you're truly 100% yourself. People love that about you. When you just throw away trying to be something else and you truly bring yourself to the work and you truly bring yourself to the craft and you truly bring yourself to the art, it's really something magical to see. And just hearing that just took this big, this big weight off my shoulder. And then I just started getting a little more, I don't know, I guess (laughs) non-traditional with selections in class like I remember one time I sang like Teenage Dream by Katy Perry in his class while dancing on a box (laughs) it was truly but it was never like no Jay don't sing that it was never like no Jay don't do that do this it was always like this is where you're at and we're obviously living for this so let's just expound upon that like let's build that and I've truly once I started doing that, I noticed that I was starting to get more callbacks and I was starting to truly love what I did. Like I was truly like, oh my gosh, I love this because it was kind of like, I've always, I always want a new take on something. If I see a role, I'm just like, you know what? Like, I want a new take. Like, I just really want to go into the audition or go into the rehearsal. And I just really want to give it a new, fresh J take because that's what would make me feel comfortable. Like, truly digging into it and finding little nuances and being like, you know, I never thought about it this way. Today, I'll try it that way. Um, And truly adding myself to the work. It's something that 
Mark Madama truly, truly awakened in me. And I was also grateful for, uh, because there are so many people in the industry who will tell you who to be. There are so many people in the industry who will tell you, oh, if you want to be successful, you need to kind of do it this way. Or you or you fit this type. Or you're kind of in this category, so maybe you should go for this role instead of that one. And for him to just basically be like, you're the type of person where it's like, if you want to do that one, just go ahead and do that one because they don't know it yet. But that's the kind of take they want. So I was, okay. It, it made me take power over, take the power back and take, um, take control of my art, take control of me as a human and truly find a way for my passion and myself to meet yeah. in the middle, not like labor. So it's not like work. It's like, oh my gosh, I get to go to rehearsal today. Like, I can't wait to try this new thing I've been working on in my room for 10 minutes looking like a crazy person in the mirror. Like, I can't <laughs> wait. So yeah, and Mark Madonna is so supportive and truly just meets you where you're at. Mm-hmm. He truly, like, where, where do you want to be? Like, wh- what do you want to do? It's up to you. I'm not going to tell you what you, what you want to do. Like, is this what you want to do? Okay, well, these are the steps you can take to do that. And I feel like in an educational setting, that's really rare. Um, That's that's really rare where a professor is kind of just like, you know what? I'm going to let you take the reins on this and I'm going to meet you halfway there and we can build upon that. So it's still like an educational setting. So, yeah, I'm truly grateful for that. Love, Mark. Love you. (laughs) I was going to say two things. One, I also love Mark Madama. I got to work with Mark. Uh, over the summer over two summers and you what you said about him meeting you where you're at is so true and I feel like he would sneak up sometimes and he would be like what's going on when I didn't know something was going on and I'd be like you know what Mark this is what's going on (laughs) so yeah and the second I love Jay that you brought up this idea because I think it for for me anyway in my brain it goes along with school this idea of we're taught a lot like or asked the question like who do you see yourself as like who has the career that you want where instead if we can find what we bring right and what is so special about us and being able to put that into the roles that we want to play and maybe the roles that we haven't seen people who look like us play. Right. That's where, that's the new stuff, right? That's the thing that's going to be exciting and is going to be, uh, like you said, it's not going to feel like work. We're going to actually want to like dive in and really, you know, tear at it and find our own version of it. And I agree that that is far more exciting than seeing you know, another production of, I don't even know what <laughs> pops in my head, but instead of seeing the same old thing, I feel like, especially now, I definitely have hope that in the future, we start to see more, like less of fitting in the box and people creating their own boxes. I think I've said that before on the podcast and I can't, I, that like gets me so jazzed and like really excited for mm-hmm. people taking this time to discover what that is for them and, and bringing yeah. that to new things or to old things and finding the new take, like you said, of yeah. finding that individual take on something that 
was older and, uh, you know, bringing it into a new light, that makes me really excited. Yeah, I'm excited to go to a show and be like, I have no clue what to expect. Yes. <laughs> no clue what we're about to get today. All right, Jay. So number four, we're almost we're almost there. Number four <laughs> is what was your favorite performance opportunity that you got to be a part of? My favorite performance opportunity was at Michigan. We did Passing Strange, mm -hmm. and it truly like changed a lot about me as a human. Um, I changed a lot as a performer, but. That show is so beautiful and it really causes you to like dig deep into you. Mm. Like you cannot dig deep into your, you cannot phone in, you cannot do, you, you truly every night have to give a piece of yourself. And we had a guest director, um, Tiffany Rochelle Stewart, who I love so, 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 so much. She's truly um, a beautiful human being. Like she truly, she sat and met with, every single person in the cast and we talked about our character and how that relates to our personal lives and truly talked about each and every specific of the character and that really taught me to like really get into specifics like i remember um she noticed that i take notes a lot like i am one who will literally sit there and i'll write every single thing down just because i need to know what i did the day before so if i felt like it wasn't working then i could just be like okay cool i can do it this way now and i know that i didn't do that yesterday um so i write down every little thing um and in our meeting she brought that up and then she was like you know what like i feel like this character does that and it truly changed because a, a, a lot of times she would give um these amazing words of encouragement. And sometimes it would go over my head mm -hmm. and it was kind of the moment where I kind of replayed in my head where she was like, everyone is here for a reason. And during the audition, this extensive audition process, it truly everything you can encompass in an audition process to get to know someone on a personal level. Um, every little, every little nuance about you all, um, your energies and everything like that. I truly chose you all for that character because of that. So you guys are like closer to these characters than you think. Yeah. And like an awakening in myself. Mm -hmm. Like I truly was going through the most, like barely, well, that sounds bad, but like barely clothed in the show, like wearing these skimpy type of clothes. And and truly like being vulnerable, crying on stage, talking about sex on stage, laughing on stage, smoking weed on stage, really diving into traumas that happen within the Black community on stage, truly diving into the pros and cons of what community actually means, truly diving into what it means being Black in America and just having that experience was just so it was one, it was new for me, but it was, it was overwhelming, but in the best way possible, mm -hmm. it was overwhelming in the best way possible. And I felt the sense of community with my cast in a way that I had truly never felt before, truly going on this emotional journey <laughs> with a group of people who can relate in the same way that you can was 
was truly an an eye-opening experience. It caused me to like look outside of myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I looked in and, you know, like I did notice some insecurities about me and things like that, but I also noticed like how I can say things and how that can affect others. Like it truly made me more self-aware and it truly made me go, you know what? Someone said something today, but you know what? It's not about me because I know since we're all here every day, unpacking our traumas (laughs) and doing all this stuff, you know what? Something may have been triggering and it's not about me. And I just said something a certain way. So we're just going to keep it moving things like that and and those are life skills we all need to have like you just never know what someone's going through it you never know what um how how you say something can affect someone um and i feel like truly as an actor it's something that we do need to be aware of like how we affect others and how we also need to do some internal soul searching and really think about where we're at and think about how that can affect also what you bring to the characters as well. So Passing Strange truly <laughs> made me think about all of those things. It made me think about race. It made me think about body. It made me think about, um, it made me think about my community. It made me think about where I come from. It made me think about religion. It made me think about all of these things that to be honest, before the pandemic, I really didn't have time to think about because going to college for musical theater is like being shot out of a cannon and not stopping until you put on a cap and gown. Um, Yeah, I was truly thankful for that. I'm always thankful for experiences where I not only grow as an artist, but grow as a human. And I know that's like kind of cliche, but I, I truly feel like that was an experience that was not cliche. Like I think about often, I have this picture in my room that's like me just belting it out on this platform. And I'm just like, oh, that's Jay. Like that's truly, that is him. Just free, just so self-aware, but not like self-aware, but liberated in a liberated way. Yeah. I mean, what? a magical opportunity that is so cool and it's funny jay so justin shoal was on the show a while back and and when he first uh sent me what he wanted to talk about he was thinking about talking about passing strange and he ended up changing his mind and we talked about hamilton with him but i've been wanting to know about it because that was the first thing that he came up with. And so yeah. I'm so glad that you shared that because it's it's one of those things, I feel like I have a, a running list of like, I wish I could have seen that show. And that is on there because I mean, it, what a what a magical opportunity. And I know I actually studied the show in high school. Our teacher like made us watch the the filmed version and I I would have I would have killed to be there. So I, yeah. I'm thankful that you shared that with us. Of course. And quick shout out to Justin. He was amazing. Amazing in that show. Truly breathtaking, Carrie. The whole show, period. <laughs> <laughs> oh, awesome. Okay, well, Jay, we're at the final question. I'm excited for this one. And I feel like you're going to do an awesome job answering it. No pressure. I just have... <laughs> 
feeling that this is going to be great. So my final question is, what do you dream the future holds for you? And I don't want you to be afraid. I want you to think as big as you possibly can. I, okay. So I am a Billy Porter stan. And <laughs> like in a major way, love Billy. Um, and I truly admire how he truly created his own lane in Broadway. I love that. And I want to do that so bad. Mm-hmm. Like, I truly want it to be like, oh my gosh, we need Jay to do this because I'm so excited to see what he'll do. Um, but also in that same vein, like he's killing it in pose. So I don't want to just limit myself to one thing. Like I would love to do TV film. I would love to do Broadway, but I want to do it in a way where it's like, people are excited to see something fresh. It's like, oh, Jay's in that. Oh my goodness. Wait, I have no clue how he's going to do this. He's crazy. And I love, and I, I just love that energy. It makes me excited. Um, I also <laughs> have been thinking about grad school. I truly want to go to grad school in London. I want to go overseas. I truly want to, um, I want to, I love learning. I do. I love education. I truly want to learn more so I can pass it back. Mm. Um, I want to, long-term goals, I truly want to be a professor. <laughs> my, my professors at Michigan and my teachers and mentors along the way, it's truly crazy when you think back how each person has put something into your life. And now, and those were seeds. And to now think, oh my gosh, I'm on my own. And now I'm kind of like this blossoming tree. So random, but I'm kind of like this blossoming tree. Um, And to think that those people had a hand in that, that does not go unnoticed. Mm -hmm. And I thank them for that. And I want to be that. Um, I feel like in a lot of, African-American communities and a lot of um, historically Black colleges, they don't really have the funding or the resources to to truly get that acting and musical theater education. And I want to bring that. Like, I'm truly like, okay, this is going on long enough. Like, let's truly get these resources because there are some brilliant performers. And I don't want, I don't want to be a successful African-American man not putting back into my community. I feel like that's, it's like, why do it? You know, like, that's just so self-serving. Like, it's truly just like, all right, well, I know what I need to do. So it's good. (laughs) You good? Oh, all right. That's cool. Um, So I I really, like, it's a passion of mine. Like, I really want to, like, open my own acting studio in Atlanta. I want to be a professor at a historically Black college so I could really pour into um, young Black youth. And I also want to fight for more funding for those programs. Um, Because I also feel like, no shade, but I also feel like that fight is not happening. Mm -hmm. And if it's not hard enough, 
And I want to put importance back into the arts in those communities because the arts is truly kind of what makes the world go go round. Um, I was working at Forever Twenty One at one point, and the playlist on <laughs> what that day the playlist affected what that day was going to be like. The playlist in the store really affected what that day was going to be like. Um, people watch TV all the time. People watch movies all the time. It's truly during this pandemic, entertainment has truly been getting a lot of people through it. Yeah. So I want importance back into African-American communities. Um, so yeah, I have a lot of these large, I'm also write music, check me out on Spotify and Apple Music, Jay Alexander. Um, but I also write music. Uh, I love to record music. I am, I'm trying I'm trying to tell like the gay R&B love story, um, which I feel is never told, um, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell it. I feel like people just need to hear it, what that feels like, what that sounds like. And I feel like I could teach a lesson that love is universal. No matter if you prefer this, you prefer that <laughs> love is universal, period. So um yeah, I have a lot of, my dreams are kind of all over the place, but I feel like they coincide. I feel like they'll take time to achieve, but hey, I got time. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes, you do. And I mean, I said, I thought you were going to answer that awesomely. <laughs> and yes, you did, Jay. Wow. <laughs> I mean, I am sitting here like, yes, I can't <laughs> wait until you do all of those things. That is so, oh, you are awesome. You were so cool, Jay. <laughs> I'm so serious. Oh, I mean, we've made it to the end of the questions, Jay, and I cannot thank you enough for like just being so open and answering these so honestly. I, I mean, as someone who did not go to Michigan, I'm like, that is the training that I want to become an artist like you, right? You have your own voice and your own sp like special dreams and you're going for them and like you said, I love the image that you gave of sort of all of the teachers planting little seeds for you and now you've blossomed. I think that is like a perfect analogy. Yeah, Jay, thank you so much for, for sharing your light with us today and your experience. This is awesome. Thank you so much for having me on. This was so exciting. <laughs> of course. Well, thanks, Jay. Have an awesome rest of the day. Thank you. Enjoy the rest of your day. Wow, everybody, we have made it to the end of such an incredible episode. What a way to kick off the college series of Let's Take It From The Top. I have to give a big thank you to Jay Alexander. Like I just said, his honesty and how open he was with us today about his struggles and his successes while in school at Michigan is all I could have asked for to be able to share with you what it is like to go to school there and what it is like to become an artist and a performer over those four years of being in school. I don't know about you, but I am so excited to follow up with Jay and to see what his future holds. And we can do that by supporting him, by listening to his original music on Spotify, as well as engaging with him on social media. And the links to his stuff can be found in the show notes of today's episode. 
Like always, if you would like to reach out to me, please feel free to do so on my personal Instagram, the Let's Take It From The Top Instagram, or the Let's Take It From The Top email. I have been hearing such wonderful feedbacks from so many of you, and I'm so grateful for every message, every like, every comment, every little bit of love that you send my way, so keep it coming, people. There are so many more exciting episodes coming up in the future, so be sure to stay tuned to our social media to hear all about what is going on at Let's Take It From The Top. I can't thank you all enough for being here today, for sitting down and spending some time with myself and with Jay. There's more coming, people, so I will see you next time on Let's Take It From The Top.